I'm Harry. I'm Nash, and this week in history we're going all the way from the 9th to the 15th of October. October 9, 1967. Che Guevara is executed. Now, I know Che Guevara. Do you? Because of his face. His ah. face is on T-shirts. I've seen yep. it all the time. T-shirts, Chuck Taylors, guitar cases, Apple computers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different materialistic items. Yeah, a lot of capitalist pig items. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just, just to clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> he was che, a socialist. Yeah, che, Guevara, okay. che Guevara was... Fidel Castro's right-hand man, okay? And they were socialists, so he would really hate having his face plastered all over this capitalist stuff, right? Yeah. Um, So Che Guevara, he helped Castro seize power in Cuba in the 60s, but he himself went missing in 1965, only to resurface in 67 to then be imprisoned and eventually executed in Bolivia. Right. So, how do they know it was him? Like, what was the proof that it was that it was Che Guevara? Because oh, he went missing. How do you prove this is definitely him? Yeah, killed? exactly. Well, they cut off his hands as proof. Yeah. Look, wouldn't want to put your fingers in that pie. No, no. Got to hand that one to you, Harry. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. October twelfth, eighteen twenty-three. Charles McIntosh sells his first raincoat. Now, why is this a mm. big deal? Well, um, well, I guess raincoats are good. They're useful. I've found myself being so thankful that I've had a raincoat when <laughs> yeah. it starts pouring down rain. So, yeah, that's off to you, Macintosh. You're a good man. Well, I mean, it's also important because he wasn't actually the person that invented the raincoat. Uh, oh. that, was, that was James Syme, except Syme didn't get it patented. Are you serious? Yeah. So, so Macintosh... Oh, what a snake. No, he didn't steal it. What a snake. He still made it his own way. So he used wool and like rubber glaze to like make the raincoat. But there was another version of the raincoat out there. Oh, okay. Except Macintosh was just a genius and was like, I'm going to paint in this, be a millionaire, live very happily for the rest of my life. Yeah. And have everyone call raincoats Macintoshes. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Macintoshes with your galoshes. (laughs) For the first time, except in dive... A man has flown an airplane faster than the speed of sound. October 14, 1947. U.S. Air Force General Officer Chuck Yeager. He breaks the sound barrier. <laughs> Sorry, what was his name again? Chuck Yeager. Because he's American, you've got to put the accent. It's just like, I think any name with Chuck, it just really makes it yeah. American. It's not even that he's American. His name is Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Chuck, Chuck Yeager. He flew... The X-1 rocket, right, in South California. Now, his plane was called Glamorous Glenis. Now, Great name for a plane. Oh, beautiful. But a bit exaggerated because this was essentially a seat strapped to a rocket. And he flew at 40,000 feet at over 1,000 kilometres an hour, breaking the sound barrier and setting this record for mankind. So for those of you that don't know, commonly Mm. the speed of sound is about 340.29 metres per second. In air. In air. But it does change if you're in water, if in different environments, based on the altitude, on the temperature of the day. So, Or if you're in space because you can't hear a damn thing. Yeah, do that. (laughs) To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. October 15, 1940. The Great Dictator premieres. Mm. I don't know if you know much about this film, but it stars Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Uh, He plays a number of roles, uh, but one of the roles is the dictator himself, Adenoid Hinkle. 
Yeah, um, a little bit similar to a great dictator at the time, Adolf Hitler, nonetheless. Who, of course, banned the film in Germany and all German-occupied countries during mm. World War II because, suffice to say, he wasn't a fan of the film. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adolf Hitler doesn't strike me as someone who has a great sense of humour. No, not no. at all. Not at all. Um, what was really interesting, though, is that the film, of course, was a comedy, but it delivered one of the most gripping and, I would say, motivational speeches. Yeah, it really... In, in history. And that, of course, is the soundbite that you heard at the beginning of this segment. Yeah, it really touches on our shared humanity, something that was certainly lacking during the Second World War. Madame Matahari. October 15, 1917. Mata Hari is executed. The second execution we're talking about this week in history. Loving it. Hers was a very unfortunate execution because I don't know if you know much about... As opposed um, to all the fortunate executions that <laughs> <Yeah>. go down. <laughs> well, I mean, some people that are executed do bad things. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So why was it unfortunate then? What happened? Because she was actually um, a go-go dancer that came from the Netherlands, moved to France during yeah. World War One. Right. And... She liked to get around with a lot of men, yeah, and right. some of those men happened to be German officers. And of course, France, Germany, not good mates in World War One. No, not at the all. best of friends. No, no, not at all. So, um, French, the French had the idea of like, oh, what about if we make her a spy? Oh, and then she spies on the Germans. Meanwhile, the Germans supposedly mm. used her as a double agent, and then offered her to get caught by the French because they thought. She was a spy, so they wanted her to be caught by the French pretending to be a double agent. All very confusing. Extremely confusing. Double, triple agents, double crossing, triple agent doubles. Right. But essentially meant that the French thought she was a, a spy for the Germans, and they killed her. <laughs> like, oh. But really, she just wanted to dance. Yeah. Well, that does take us to the end of this week in history. Join us back here next week as we take you back to a time before you were born. Before you were born.